Blog Talk Radio. November 16, 2016, and today, before the show starts, I want to talk to you about an important topic. I want to talk to you about anger, anger. People are going to make you angry, angry, (laughs) angry. You can count on it, okay? Now, it could be a client, or it could be a candidate, or it could be a professional service provider, like a doctor, or a lawyer, or a recruiter. And let's imagine in this case that the other guy really has done you wrong. You're not just seeing things the wrong way. This person is slow. They make mistakes. They're rude. And then they don't apologize and try to make good on their errors, okay? There's really people like that in the world. And in spite of it, you can't show the full extent of your anger. That's my advice. Don't show it. You know, when I'm in this position, I want to use a lot of bad words that start with S or F. But let me tell you something. It just doesn't pay. The people who hear you have not experienced what you experience, right? So they don't feel what you feel. And they are just going to think that you are a hysterical nut, right? And the person you're mad at, They're going to think he's right, especially if it's somebody with a title like a doctor. They're going to give them the benefit of the doubt. A doctor automatically generates more respect than you. And if you curse her out, people are going to think you're a nut, not her. Okay? when you criticize people, here's what you have to do. What you have to do is use low-key words. You can say that they're somewhat foolish. Oh, this person, you know, is foolish sometimes. Or you can say that they're unreasonable or that they're unreliable or that their behavior seems a bit sketchy. It's negative, but it's vague. It's sort of soft-peddling things. And you have to say it calmly. And then people won't, you know, think you're a hysteric. You'll seem fair and thoughtful, and you still probably won't be able to get any kind of satisfaction over what's been done to you. But that's the way life is. Those people, because of their jobs, will still be the pride and joy of their parents and their communities. Like their mothers will say, oh, my son, my daughter, what a wonderful person, even if they're really jerks. But a low-key approach with no hope of real results is the only way you're going to be able to express your anger in a way that doesn't hurt you. It's sad, but true. The only other thing you can do is come here and vent your frustration on Jerry. Jerry, what show is this? The Recruiting Animal Right now, right at the front, okay? 
I want to calm them down. They're not sure of, you know, they want to use me and they're worried it won't be no good. I want to deliver it now so they know they're going to get it. Okay? All right. Was, wait a minute. Wait a on, minute. Wait a minute. So they're paying. This is this is top. This is the top of the hour spot. So they're, <laughs> I hope they're paying more. First, they're paying first. more than PC recruiter. No, they're paying less. They're only getting God. more ads. I want, you know something? I want one of these ads for just me. upside down world, Jerry. This is the an animal ad. show. Do don't an ad you for know? Me. Jerry, i got to tell you something. Yep. So far, I've only collected one check. When I start collecting checks, <laughs> you'll get paid. I'm going to one, let's face it. Big enough to choke a horse. I like it. i got to type and pay him for the show for the last ten years, okay? Yep. We're playing catch up, Jerry. Okay. I'm with you. That's why you branched out. We're, this is an international show, Maureen, tonight. I know. I know. We'll get it. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Now, I was on oh. the Boolean Springs chat, right? And people were saying that there's this tool called Hire Tool that's really, really good at finding contact information. And that's very important. And that's what I thought Hire Tool was for, right? But, in fact, I was wrong. It's really an all-round sourcing tool. It creates search strings. You just have to pick a bunch of uh, tags or skills or something like that, and it makes all these strings for you. That'll search Facebook, Mm. LinkedIn, GitHub, and that's not all. Then when you get the results, it ranks them for you. It grades the candidates. And not only that, it estimates their salaries. Unbelievable, but true. Okay. Wow. Yeah, and there's if you want to hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. What? What? What was that last part? If you want to estimate their salaries, there's a free Chrome extension if you want to try it out. There's a free Chrome extension, Mm -hmm. but if you want a demo, you have to go to HireTool.com. H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L.com. I'm going to be frank with my. New sponsor, I would I never pick I don't a name like, like that, that you have to spell, okay? I don't but like any of that part of it. Change that if you can, quickly. What? So I was what? calling it Hire Tool. Hire Tool. It's, uh, tool. it's one of those spellings where you think it's real cool if you get it, but if not, it's confusing. Hire Tool. Yeah. Okay, Sorry. but they're not going to change it for us. H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L. Maybe I can charge them just for spelling the name, okay? I Every guess. time. Hey, here's the ad. Hi-ri- spell your hi-ritual? Hi-ritual? Hi-ritual. Hi-ritual. It's a sourcing tool. Is it like a play on virtual? But Look, the client, he's going to be a guest on the show in a few weeks. Nin, well, don't let him France. listen to this part. Don't, yeah, don't let him listen to this because we're I just strategizing. We need to get this guy on the road, and that's not helping. The name is not helping me at this point. Okay, well, you know what? If his boss doesn't like the ad, it's no job for him. Jerry, remember the song Higher Love? Stevie Winwood would remember. Think about it. That was a great song. When he comes on, can he sing it? Can we sing that song? Yeah. Hey, we can sing it right now. Are you guys drinking as much as I am right now? (laughs) 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 If it's after six, I'm not driving. Oh. Okay. We're driving. Look. We're driving. You know what? Is the ad done? Yeah, the ad's done. Okay. All right. You don't have to so we're free to talk now. I say that was like a great ad. The next ad, okay? <laughs> now look, look, we got a guy on the line from Australia today, and I have to tell everybody, five minutes before the show, this guy decides to figure out how to call in. And I'd like to say that he's the only guest who's like that, but they're all like that. They're so <laughs> unprofessional. They know for weeks or months in advance, five minutes before the show, they're looking for the number. What kind of stupid thing is that? Hold on, animal. He contacted me a half an hour ago, and you were nowhere to be found. You were incognito. We were crashing around. Animal's blaming it on this guy. It's really a reflection of you, animal. Nobody takes you seriously. Yeah. That. That's the that's what that's what we learned here. Nobody even cares about your stupid phone you. number. I'm looking for you. He's looking for you. We can't okay, find yeah. you. No. 
Yeah, Maureen, who posts the number every week, she starts asking me the number. She doesn't go to my website. She doesn't go to the show page. She starts asking me. I can't. I, I can't believe it. I There's Pauline here. Well, I thought you had some, Skype, on the some line. super duper Skype number, some super duper secret Skype number. I only called I, in to talk to Pauline. Oh yeah, well, she's yeah, not here. Okay. Here? I like her. No. No. Help me out. Yes, I do. Let's get the show on the road. Let's get the show on the road. Wait till you meet Pauline. Pauline might be coming up here next year, John. No, she's great. She's great. Yeah. yeah. Can we move on? Do I have to block you? Must we? Okay. Okay. This guy's name, he's in Australia. He's got a very, his name's Simon Townsend. And he's got a very interesting family. Uh, Graham Caulfield, an Australian listener to the show, sent me some information uh, this afternoon. He said that yeah. this guy's dad used to be the host of a kid's show on TV in Australia, and he's very famous. <laughs> and the sister is an actress on an Australian uh, cop show. Okay. Yeah, right. It's a famous family. Female cop. I like that. She's a pretty good-looking, too, okay? Um, and uh, <laughs> not as good-looking as Ivanka Trump, but 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 pretty, well, okay? Yeah. So, <laughs> so here he is, Simon Townsend. Are you there? I'm here, Animal. I'm here. Great. A little louder. Hi, Simon. Hi. How, How are you? It, it's interesting to hear that from a, you know, from a five minutes in before perspective because – I first started reaching out to you, what was it, yesterday morning, checking the number, saying, is this the one to use? And no response. There you go. <laughs> could be my fault. I never got anything from you, but let's, you know what? I got listeners. We'll talk about that later, okay? Give us your elevators. <laughs> Give us your elevators. Dude, they do not have elevators in let's Australia. See. Let's see if he's got no, it. You have they don't even know what that means. <laughs> what do you do? What do you do? What do I do? I help people create the future that they want to live in. So oh, I work in innovation terrible. management. No, no, nah. no. That'll never fly. This guy works for an RPO, a recruitment outsourcing firm. So big companies, they don't want to do their own recruiting. They shove it out to a company like his. Now, his title hmm. is a mystery. It's called Chief Innovation Officer. Chief Innovation Officer. What does that mean in a recruiting firm? Can you tell us, please? Yeah, essentially it means helping people within the organization get their ideas out into the market. So I work internally with our recruiters to help build up new ideas, things that they want to see. Uh, And I work with our clients to help look at what the future of recruitment is going to be for them. Can you give us one example right now that would explain it to us? The future. Sure. Okay. So we'll look at um, where well, you, you've got the higher tool here looking at AI sourcing. One of the elements we're working on is using AI to actually do automated personality testing. Hmm. Does that mean something to anybody? doesn't mean anything to me. I want to, I want to recruit somebody and I'm coming to you and saying, how can I recruit one or two of these guys? Is that what you're going to tell me? I want to know what you do in concrete terms. Don't screw up. Okay. This is international. This is an international show. So I get I'm it. wondering I get it. if they're higher tonight. Hey, 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 well, the show's really got to get going now. Look, he said his this is I read his blog. He said his first question to candidates is, are you prepared to die? Is that true? Someone comes into an interview and you say, are you prepared to die? Uh, I haven't interviewed uh, actively in recruitment for a long time, but you know, if, if you read it rather than just skimming it, you'd see it was Elon Musk that said that about the trip to Mars. No, but you liked oh. it. You said you would be just like Elon Musk. Oh, wait a minute, Animal. This is false journalism on your part. At first right, I was uh, thinking, what kind of a stupid over. question is that? And then as he explained it, I'm thinking, oh, brilliant. Elon Musk, brilliant. What? Mark. And, you know, astonishingly, Mark. there are other people in Australia called Simon Townsend who, you know, one of them had a kid's show. Wasn't me, wasn't my dad, but there you go. Veracity isn't, uh, isn't a strong suit this morning, apparently. Hey, what part of Australia are you in? I'm in Sydney, God's country. Okay, I'm looking okay, on the look, map. Let's, 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 let's start talking, okay? Let's start talking. Side. I'm going through your blog. Walla, Walla, Gong. Jerry, please, please, Jerry, you control. Let's get some substance here, please. Okay, I'll get some substance. 
Tell me why the Hoodoo Gurus are not still on tour because they're one of the world's greatest bands ever. I completely you agree, second, and okay? I think they should be. No, they're, they're unbelievable. You. I listen to their greatest hits, like by uh, self-selected greatest hits. Please. Once, once a week. I, ask a, I want to talk about recruiting with this guy, okay? It's not funny to me anymore. Okay. Who said it was funny to me? Simon. Yeah, dude, yeah we're right. having a chit chat. I'm breaking the ice with a little cultural stuff. No, no, no. no. Why don't okay. you continue to call this guy an idiot, and we'll see how long the show lasts. It is now 15 after well, you know what? top of the hour. I have to I'll do, if he can't answer the questions, I'll do it. I was testing him, okay? But I read okay. his blog. I know trying to work out what's my scene. Okay. My you say scene. on your blog. Tell me I want to know. Hey, hey, smarten up, okay? I don't know why Maureen right. brought you here, but here, okay? <laughs> you say on your blog that the average candidate looks at an ad for seven seconds before she decides if it's worth reading further. Is that true? Yeah. According okay. to the statistics, yeah. Okay. And that means that these ads won't reach passive candidates. Is, is that, what's the implication of this seven-second rule? The implication is that you need to be able to cut through the noise, right? I mean, there's so much going on. If you look at something like uh, LinkedIn or Facebook, more and more you've got job ads being pushed in, organizations taking over and putting their message out there. If they're going to do that, that's fine, but you need to make sure that you can actually cut through the noise of everything else and get to the heart of it. How do you do it? So that people know. How do you do how it? Do you depends do on it? the organization. Depends on the organization. You, you need to be honest you, about you who you are, you what you are. What's Give that? Give an example. 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 You know, there's people listening to the show, believe it or not, you know, and, and they want to go home with something. Right now they've been listening to 15 minutes of garbage, okay? Give them one thing they can take home. How should they write their ads so that it works? Honestly, go for honesty. If you uncover the actual EVP that you're working for, the organization you're working for, don't fluffy coat it with you know, all the, the buzzwords and that sort of thing. Go for the real heart of what it is. Uncover what the people within your organization really believe. Get that message out there. Like attracts like. You're going to find the right people. Have you ever seen an ad that actually works rather, you know, so you could talk in specifics instead of vague general terms? There's stacks of them. There were some great ones out of out of Silicon Valley over the years for, you know, uh, uh, tech startups yeah. one who ad really getting out. One ad, you must have come up with, you know, you wrote a blog posting about ads. You must have had something in mind. Uh, look, my favorite has always been the Google um, billboard. The, uh, do you call them a billboard over there? Yeah. I think that's what you call them. Where it had the, yeah. the equation. If you could solve it, it gave you, it gave you the... Um, the URL to actually apply. That's oh, great. That's something everybody can cutting take. people out. Everybody can flash. Company. Just oh, had somebody great. from South Africa sign up for my recruiters who actually make placements Facebook group. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Going so you up. also say that ads won't reach. Isn't that cool, Maureen? Reach passives. <laughs> ads won't reach passives. Ads won't reach passive candidates. Is that right? It's not exactly what I said, but it's hard. You have to okay. do it properly. What? If you're going to do it, look at it like you're an actual advertising agency. I mean, there's a reason ad agencies spend millions of dollars every year getting their stuff right. You know, you need to be able to cut through. I love that show. Okay. Can you give us some hints about what you're talking about? Like why you said that they don't, the ads don't reach passive candidates. Why not? And what can we do about it? Maybe because passive candidates aren't reading ads. I mean, it's I, one of the reasons. I'm no brain. It's absolutely scientist. one of the reasons. Maureen, was there you know, a reason one you one of the things... this guy on the show? Go ahead. Oh, this guy is great. You're, you're, I find your whole approach kind of aggressive, animal. He's a good guy. They're not <laughs> just they don't he understand this false aggression in Australia. <laughs> Animals got anger issues. He brought it up at me. does. Did you see that video on YouTube of where that kangaroo got his head stuck in the in the grate? Did you see that one? Maureen, did you see that? And they helped this thing out and they called it a Joey, I guess. And they got a Okay, I turned Jerry off. Okay. Do passive Oh no. No, Jerry's gonna have anger issues. Do passive candidates exist, Simon Townsend? 
Of course. Of course. But yeah. I think that, you know, we absolutely passive candidates exist. People who aren't actively looking should be considered passive. Uh-huh. But I think personally there's been a massive focus, and I'm saying this as an old ex-sourcer, there's been a massive focus on passive candidates, and everyone's talking about finding the passive candidates. Uncover the passive candidates. We've got to get the passive candidates. Quite honestly, the, the active candidates, people just rubbish them, and they're people. They're good. They've got the skills. If you're going to do a, a sourcing strategy effectively, you need to cover all your bases. So you want your passives, you want your actives, you want you know, your alumni, you want your, your new grads. You have to look across the board. Okay, so you don't think uh, these uh, people who are actively looking are the losers who the company let go when they kept the cream of the crop? No, not at all. I, I mean, obviously, in some cases, that's going to be the, 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 the state. But, but a lot of people... Through whatever reasons, you know, maybe they've had a change of life. Maybe something's happened at home. They need to make more money. They're going to start looking. Okay. You, can't you know what? Just maybe you've got a topic. One brush. What, what can you What can you tell my audience that you think is interesting that they want to know? I know you speak at conferences. Go ahead. I, I, I'm not getting anywhere. All right. So one of the things I want to talk about is you mentioned it earlier. I experienced not understanding what everyone has their everyone has their own view of the world. Being able to tap into that and understand their experiences, that is, for me, the key to recruitment over the next few years. Understanding the experience and making it better, not just for the candidate, but for the recruiter, for the hiring manager, for the organization. The, if you're going to win in the war of recruitment, create a wonderful experience, a memorable experience that people are going to talk to their friends, their family, their colleagues about. If you can do that, you can get to the point where people are going to start making the jobs fill themselves for you almost. Okay. Want to give an example? Well, the whole Zappos approach is really good. That's, that's well worth looking into. I, I prefer to go what? outside recruitment. Uh, Zappos? Uh, uh, Zappos? You may have, Zappos, may have heard of them. Yeah. What do they do that you like so much? They were working on actually building out the experience. So it's, they're, they're uncovering the honesty of what it's like to work within Zappos. And they're building a community where people, or they've built, it's done, you know, they built a community where people actually want to be involved and work for the organization. Not everyone can have a big brand like that, though. I mean, it's, it's, it's the same with the Elon Musk stuff, right? You can't, not everyone has that brand. But to be able to get out to people so that they're talking about you in an honest way is the key. If you don't have that massive brand, you need to utilize your people within the organization. You need to actually get people being honest about what it's like to work with you, and you need to be doing really good stuff to get uh, people to want to come and work for you. So, okay, okay. but you work with I real, you work with real clients. Do you work with actual clients, yeah. or yeah, you don't work in a lab somewhere coming up with abstract ideas. <laughs> you actually work with clients. Am I, I right? Do both. So maybe you could draw on your experience with clients and just give us a, a concrete example. So you know, I'm begging. Okay, I've been begging all through the all show. Right, okay. So I'm, I'm, you, you, you're begging in, in a very, very aggressive manner, though. So I'll, I'll throw you a bunch. Um, I'm not going to name names of the clients because I can't. I've got some agreements, all that kind of stuff. But one of the things that we were looking at is going through and talking to people, understanding, uncovering their experience, understanding the pain points. One of the things that hiring managers were telling us were a problem was that in the recruitment process, they don't know what's happening. They don't know what's going on. So we're looking at the, you know, being able to actually draw out of an ATS automatically stage gates, pull them across into a beautiful interface that actually says, this is where you are in the process. So this is what's going on. It's all automated. It's all live. It's all pushed through directly into a, a mobile-friendly interface. Being able to remove that pain point and say, yep, we're doing stuff. It's going on. You can see what's happening. You just... Need to click here. Schedule? Are we talking about a scheduler? You. Are we talking about a scheduler? No, it's, it, I guess you could look at it more like uh, the Domino's or Pizza Hut style pizza tracker, if you've ever uh-huh. seen that kind of stuff. It's, it just keeps you informed. Okay. You know, I'm going to do an ad now for my my first sponsor, my major sponsor, PC Recruiter. It'll just take a minute, okay? Hi, everybody. Recruiting animal here, you know, and American Thanksgiving is just around the corner. And you know who PC Recruiter wants to thank on Thanksgiving? They want to thank you. 
their loyal customers, and you, the people who listen to the Recruiting Animal Show. And you know why they want to thank you? Because PC Recruiter loves recruiters. They love recruiters, all kinds of recruiters. You know, just like I do, that there's lots of great recruiting software companies out there. But are there any other software companies who deep in their hearts want to appeal to every single kind of recruiter? If you're an agency recruiter, an executive recruiter, PC Recruiter is for you. If you're in direct hire, PC Recruiter is for you. And if you're in staffing, you know what I'm going to say? PC Recruiter is for you. They've got clients around the world. So do me a favor. You go check out PCRecruiter.net, PCRecruiter.net, and tell them Animal sent you. Thank you. Okay, back to our guest in Australia. Uh, and he says that pull is better than Can you push. hear that? Yeah. Can you hear what, what I'm playing? <laughs> <laughs> Lately, oh, baby. What does that what does that mean? Mm-hmm. Simon Townsend. It's like a Look talent scout. Me. Always checking out. New blood. Simon, Simon Townsend. Look at me. Don't wreck my show. Don't wreck my show. I've got a new sponsor today. Okay? You say pull is better than push. What does it mean? Yes. What does it mean? It means that yeah. if you're throwing information out... Okay. Look at it this way. Um, I used to get in trouble for saying stuff like this, and, and now I care less. Um, when I was a sorcerer, I used to look at the world from uh, a push-pull approach. In my mind at the time, and this is a few years ago, recruiters were generally just throwing information up on job boards, hoping that something's going to come back. You know, it's like uh, just the, the post and pray stuff. Sources were going out, they were understanding who the people were, they were developing a profile, whether that be online, built through phone, whatever it might be. They were building a profile of someone, ensuring they were the right person. Then they had to craft a message that would entice them. The push is the throwing information over the fence, hoping something hits. Pull is understanding who you're talking to, crafting an individual message, making sure they're the right person for the role first up, getting them across the line. I used to talk about it as, uh, you know, sources would find a needle in a haystack and recruiters would have someone throw a haystack at them and hope the needle hits them in the eye. Okay. Does that mean when you're uh, first contacting somebody, you take 20 minutes to write a personalized email? Does it have to be 20 minutes? Why do you go to such I don't extremes? Know. You I'm can make it personal. If, you've been, you. if you understand someone... You want to wreck the show, Jerry? Uh, you can't prove that Colleen Rogers is... That wasn't uh, me! Okay, some other jerk. Okay. <laughs> okay, hey, listen, Simon, do me a favor. Don't pay attention to Jerry. Just answer the questions. I didn't okay. do it. I didn't do that. Just keep talking. <laughs> Answer the question. The but it's me really wrecking the show. You can tell. The show. Does anybody else have a question for him? There's a lot of people on the line. Don't leave it all to me. I'm failing fast, okay? Anybody else got a question for this guy? Chief Innovation Officer at a huge RPO. He must have something to tell us. It's just me. I'll take responsibility. Uh, I'll ask him something. I'm, 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 um, I'm How's business? How's business? Business is is always good. You know, if if you you find the right business, I'm not I'm not here to speak on behalf of of my organization. I'm speaking on behalf of me. So, have business overall is interesting. It's dramatically changing, and we're seeing the world of AI coming in now to well, machine learning rather than AI coming in. But we're only at the beginning. You know, if, if you think about it as in waves of what happens with digitization, we've started, we, we're probably in the second age now. So we've got the machine learning coming in, helping to gather information, bring it together. Higher tool looks, on quick first scan, looks like a really interesting organization. They're, they're, you know, bringing profiles together. That's the second mm-hmm. phase. First phase was taking our roller desk of resumes digitizing them, sticking them in an ATS. You know, it just became a dead database for many people. So that just that first switch it over into zeros and ones. Yeah, skip Second that whole thing. Pulling it all together. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's probably sensible. 
Second yeah. is pulling it all together. The third is where we're going to get the real disruption. Question. Let me ask you a question. You know, Simon, I'm going to tell you for the next half hour, if you listen to me, I'm going to teach you how to do a good job on, a, on an interview show, okay? Now, the first thing you can don't know. Can I apologize? You have, you the can first apologize. half hour is over. I yeah, feel like okay. I ruined it. Yeah, you did a good I, job. You did no. a good job ruining it. Just be yeah. quiet now, okay? Unless you've got a concrete question about recruiting. Now, listen, first thing is, if you come on a show, you can't talk in generalities. You have to have examples. Now True. you're talking about AI and machine learning. Nobody's got a clue what you're talking about. That's his big not thing. That's what he, how do you not that's have how this guy's making animal. a living right now. AI, this is, this is conversational platitudes, man. Yeah, you're Animal, this is what one... you've been talking about and studying over the last couple of months. Hmm. I've been listening into the old shows. If yeah, you don't have you a don't clue add, by now, you, you don't, don't want to have a clue. You're not giving us one example. You're not giving us one example from your own life. You're in an elevated position. You're a chief innovation officer. You're a leading edge guy, okay? Uh, mm-hmm. I thought you'd tell well, us you want an example. examples. Okay, All right, there's a great little one. startup coming out of Hong Kong, right, called TalkPush. What they do is they take... Uh, a chatbot, they stick it in Facebook. You create an ad, you put it in there, you make it engaging, obviously, and then when someone clicks into it, you start a conversation with that chatbot. So big shout-out to TalkPush. I think they're great. It goes into then an automated interview, which stacks and ranks the candidates, and you push that through. It means that you're not only are you getting the same information passed out to your hiring managers, your recruiters, you're all looking at the same thing. The first cut removes unconscious bias because it's been done by a, a machine, the people going through the system love the experience. They actually want to know after the first interview, the automated interview, they want to know if they got the job. You know, this is the, the second wave. This is the stuff that's happening right now. So that's a, an online recruiting assistant attached to your website. Is that right? Yeah. And it's automated. And so the it, this, this assistant uh, provides... Uh, an online interview, does it answer questions? Does it have a database that you type in a question and it gives you an answer? Essentially, what you do is you set it up beforehand with uh, a whole range of questions that you want the interviewers, the the candidates to answer, and it pushes them out to them. They then takes the answers uh, and stacks and ranks them based on the the, the responses. It's kind of like going to a video interview where there's a page full of questions and you have to answer them. It's kind of the same, right? It's not really that interactive. Am I right? No, absolutely. No, it is kind of the same. People like it. Why? Not everyone, but people like it. Why? Why? Because they they can time shift it. They can do it in their own time. You know, if you're looking at a a passive candidate, as an example, they're busy doing their job full-time. They want to go home and do the, the interview then. They don't want to be talking to a recruiter uh, after uh-huh. hours, but they'll happily sit yeah. and tap away. They'll, they'll happily sit and do a video interview, a one-way video interview, um, in their own time after hours. It's that ability to time shift and make it more convenient and provide a better experience for the candidate. That's what's making the yeah. difference right now. Okay, okay but i got a question. What about follow-up questions, or is this just an initial screen that's not important? It's an initial screen. I, I don't understand what you mean by that's not important. Well, you know what? You know, just like uh, someone asks you a question, you give an answer. They don't really uh, feel they were satisfied. They want to flesh it out a bit more. So there's a follow-up question. This machine obviously isn't doing that. So is it just no. like a check, checking off boxes, or uh, what's the interview consist of? Oh, it, it is in in a sense, I guess, a kind of checking off boxes. I mean, I, it's it's a set of questions that they answer. They provide the answers to you. You can review them before you submit them, that sort of stuff. Okay. So you've got uh-huh. the ability to to do that. But if you want the follow up, and then surely it's a lot of it is actually on the candidate to pick up the phone and talk to the recruiter that's listed on the number. Oh, okay. So talent consumer, you like to write about the talent sumer, yeah. talent sumer. Want to talk about that? Sure, absolutely. So the world that we live in now with the globalization of brands, take let's, let's go concrete for you, um, Animal. So talk about Amazon, right? They are a global brand. Everyone knows their name. Everyone is potentially a consumer of Amazon, whether that be books, whether it be, I don't know, coffee machines, whatever they do. They, they do everything these days, right? If you provide, as part of the recruitment, 
for them a bad service or a bad experience to their customers, you're not only going to turn them off for that job and they're going to go and they tell their friends that they had a bad experience with a recruiter with Amazon, but they're actually also going to turn around and say, you know, Amazon is bad to some degree as a result. We can't help it. As recruiters now, it's a form of marketing. We're a door into the organization. And if we're not providing the best experience, that can damage the brand. And if you're out and you're recruiting for someone, doesn't matter who it is, you know, if you're not providing the best experience and being a custodian of their brand as you're doing it, you're doing that organization a disservice. But what does talent sumer is. What is talent oh, so talent sumer it's a talent, okay, what you're saying it's a is, consumer it's a consumer and a talent. You know, it's 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 a neologism, animal. It's you push a word together it's to make it a bit more marketing fun, but uh-huh. it's okay. it's an important thing. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. So guerrilla marketing you say is very important in recruiting now as well, right? Yeah. That's how you get the cut through. So being able to do something surprising that again people are going to talk about, um that's where you get fun. I mean, uh, playing around with stuff for uh let's go with airlines. One of the if you're recruiting for an airline, how do you get to the baggage handlers of another airline? How do you know that these people are going to be able to do the job really well? You can sit there and you can search for them online. You may not be able to find them. You can do what Maureen does, pick up the phone, call in. But, you know, they're, they're out handling baggage. They're not necessarily going to be able to answer the phone. So how do you get right. to them? Yeah. That's where how you do, do you? something have something fun. So, you, you know, you, you get a suitcase and you wrap it in a recruitment ad. You know, sick of doing this, call us here. We've got better benefits, whatever it might be, better health care make it interesting so you're actually putting the ad and then you sorry and then you actually send that through the system you buy a ticket for it send it through the, the flights the baggage handlers are actually picking up the ad and dealing with it they'll physically be holding the, the recruitment ad in your hands that's guerrilla marketing how many or people bla- are going to see that creating black swan events yeah black, yeah, black swan events Really? Yeah, uh, Maureen, absolutely. you read an article. Maureen read an article about Black Swan and doesn't fully understand it, so she's been throwing it. <laughs> yes, you know, I do. But it's, it's a new way to use the term. Instead of, yeah, well, you're kind of tired of guerrilla marketing. How about inaccurate, okay? That's not it's what a Black not. Swan event is. Black Swan means a surprise event. It's it's something that wasn't expected. No one no one believed yeah. the Black Swan existed until they, they went to Perth. That's um, right. Yeah. <laughs> and it's what was a surprise. Nobody. Yeah. Exp- so this this uh, advertising suitcase is the same as a black swan. Is that what you're saying, Maureen? <laughs> Pretty much. Okay, great. You're a very a literal surprise. animal, aren't you? Yeah, I am literal because I like to understand what people are talking about. That's why. Okay, look. What about he talent? He on an idea and you can't get him off it. No, not really. Okay, so give me one example. Yeah, really. Give me an example about this suitcase. How many and he's people are going to when he that? doesn't get his nap? No, 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 no. How many people? He's been I bitching and moaning and complaining here. about this 6 p.m. interview. Well, you know what? You're, Jerry Sorry. left finally. Jerry left, so you're trying to derail the show. I finally got the guy talking about recruiting, and you want to talk about something else. No way, okay? <laughs> go his way. Look. Talent communities, you like, but first of all, how many people are, I'll, I'll just say something. Nobody's listening anymore, I'm sure. But how many people are going to see that suitcase? Five? Or are they all going to say, hey, look at this, everybody? How many people are there? Ten? I mean, I don't understand hey, if it. But it's, if okay. it's five, if it's five, it's the five right people, right? I mean, they're the five mm-hmm. people that you want to be how speaking much is that, to. How much did it cost is that you to bad? send that suitcase to South America? Uh, again, you, it's, why would you do that? <laughs> you don't need to send it to South America. Yeah, take the cheapest leg possible. Just actually, next time you're taking a business trip somewhere, take the suitcase with you. Make it your suitcase. You don't I need see, to okay. sink money into it. You know, okay. sure, that's a bit of an extreme example. Things people are doing right now. Uh, you know, Maureen, Maureen, please don't make that typing noise. Okay. I'm not me. Who is it? One of our clients. It's not me. I stopped taking notes ages ago. Okay. Okay, what about talent communities? Uh, you know, Jerry's not here to talk about them, but he says they're a joke, and I tend to agree. Can you tell me uh, what kind of, uh, you're an enthusiastic talent community guy. 
You want to explain what they are yeah. and why you support yeah, them? Yeah, absolutely. And no. Maybe give us some real so, ones. Talent community. Uh, I'm going to go. I'm going to annoy you again, animal. I, the, the wording is, um, and this is where I actually I agree with you. I'm being literal. So, what we've done is we've taken the word communities and we use that um, because people understand what it is. But it's not a real community. 99.9% of the time, what it is is it's a talent pool. So it's a collection of people that have been segmented in in a way that you understand what their skill sets are, what their history is what level of you know, employability they have, and then you can then mark it out to them. So it's a segmented collection of people. It's, okay. uh, that, that's so how do you get their email addresses? Through a white paper or some kind of PDF file that they might want to read and they have to give you their email address first? Is that how you do it? You can do. Um, certainly not the approach that I would prefer. What would um, you prefer? What would you prefer? You that's wanted, why you're here. You, Tell me. Okay. If you're going to put someone in a talent pool, they should be vetted. Before they enter your talent pool, you should know who they are. You've, you've had a conversation with them. You've actually understood what their skill level is, what they can do, what kind of roles they want, what their future is. You then put them in the talent pool, you, and that means that every time you send something out to them, it's targeted to them. They understand it. They receive it, and they go, yeah, this speaks to me. This is a job that I want. I'd be interested in applying for. Okay, so the email... If, you, if you're just throwing people in willy-nilly, then yeah. what's the point? Yeah, you might as well okay, be the, just shouting at Twitter. The email you're sending, is just jobs? No, um, no, 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 no. Um, reciprocity is an important thing. People are going to be more willing to help you if you've... <laughs> we kind of clashed over this. But if you're providing something that's helpful for them, then... People are going to be willing to listen. People are going to be willing to actually interact. So we use a rule of five to one, um, and it, it, it works really well. Essentially, it's giving out five bits of information that's going to help that person in that community or that talent pool in their life before you ask something of them. The more you give, the more likely people are to actually like you and give, want to give back when you ask. What are you giving That's them? Very strongly in use. At, um, what are you giving them? Information about their industry is the key. Like giving That's an example. really helpful. Example. So That's my CA special word. Yeah. CA Technologies, we share with the talent pools in there um, all the information about what's going on in the market. What's coming in tech? What's, what's actually you know, the, the latest bits of technology? What's the latest programming language that are useful? What people are interested in? Uh, things that are going to help them grow as a person. If you and where do you that get information that information? Where would a recruiter get that information? By reading trade journals? Yeah, absolutely. Academia is brilliant. Um, going out to conferences is great. But if you don't know your market, you know, if you can't share and impart a couple of pieces of information, are you the right person for that market? I, I don't know. Maybe you've just okay. got great people but skills. But the recruiter, in which case, the recruiter you can do the behavioral a- interview well. Okay, the recruiter's not a technical person, right? The recruiter can't really talk about what's, you know, what's hot in uh, this technical person's field. So you're saying the recruiter sends out uh, knowledge of the job market? Is that what the content of this mail-out? I'm not really clear. That's useful. No, that's useful. Absolutely. That would be useful. But the recruiters should be talking to dozens of people daily, right? They should be able to be able to actually share that the hottest new programming languages are, and I'm, I'm going to get myself out of the uh, <laughs> offside here, but, you know, AngularJS is, is trending in the market. Everyone's talking about that. That's the skills that people are most in demand. If you uh-huh. don't have that, maybe that's something you can go out and look at. I was talking to a candidate earlier. She said that she went to um, edX and did a course on it, and it was able to bump up her, her other Java skills so that she was a better candidate because she now had the, the great Angular JS experience as well. You impart that to your other candidates, it's sharing information. So that's a just a little bit. in my it's mind not a full needs article. to curate. It doesn't have to be, yeah. no. Okay. If you're working at scale with a CA or a whatever it is, you know, then, then absolutely you, you want to be making sure that you've, you've got information that's been brought around by you know, proper research. If you can get that information or be part of it even better, it'd be part of actually understanding it and talking to people and feeding in real data, then 
that's much better. Okay. Now, I'm going to do an ad, okay, for my uh, sponsor, for PC Recruiter. Now, now another word from our sponsor, PC Recruiter. You know, everybody in the world claims that text and social media are now the hot new forms of communication, but everybody really knows that email still rules the roost. It rules the roost. And PC Recruiter, let me tell you, handles email the way you want it handled. It works with your mobile phone accounts. It always shows your connected, your sent, and received email for every candidate in hiring authority. And let me tell you, they are popular around the world. So go check it out at PCRecruiter.net, PCRecruiter.net. If you go to YouTube and put in uh, Two Minute Tuesdays, they've got all kinds of very short videos that explain how the product works. And you know what? The president there, Martin Snyder, is a nice guy. Okay? You hear that, Marty? You're a nice guy. <laughs> okay. So good. I got those two ads out. I got my uh, ad out for Hire Tool. I got rid of Jerry. Who says the show isn't working well? Okay? <laughs> that's okay, we've got you. 15 minutes, but we're picking up steam. I know things are going well now. We're, we're rolling downhill. Now, like uphill, whatever. Okay, we're reaching the, the peaks, the pinnacles of interest. Now, what's the best method of first contact for a recruiter these days? How long is a piece of string? It depends on the person you're contacting. It depends on if you can, if there's someone who sits and lives in Facebook, then why not approach them in Facebook? If it's someone who has very little online presence, pick up the phone. You know, I, I first contact is key, absolutely. And being able to get the your message across and, and get them interested in talking to you, that's really important. The best way to do it is always going to be face-to-face or voice-to-voice. That's, in my opinion, the strongest way to make that first impression because okay, but Maybe you haven't heard in Australia, but apparently nobody likes the phone anymore and nobody ever listens to voicemail. Is that true or false? It's probably true. People are busy, right? Everyone's busy doing their own life, and they don't want but to be interrupted by something. And, and there you is just a, said voice-to-voice. Yeah. How does that jive with the idea that – go ahead. It's it's the best. It doesn't mean you can use it every time. So what's the one that's going to be used most? Is email the primary point of contact now? Sadly, I think it probably is. I mean, people, the piece of recruiter, right, people live in their inbox. That's where their calendar is. That's where their task list is. Email isn't just a form of communication. It's a task list. That's how we create we know what we're going to do on that day. You get a list of information come through. You have to chunk through that. That's the way the world is now. So probably email is the, the most effective way of hitting a lot of people fast. Is it the most effective way of getting them interested? Probably not because people have spam filters. People have a great ability to just skip over something if they don't want to see it. But if you okay, have you come up selling in something any that's interesting to that person? Yeah. Have you come up as that's a chief innovation officer? Uh, is there a delay? Have you come up as a chief innovation officer with any innovative emailing techniques that you know uh, have a better chance of engaging somebody who doesn't know you? You best off just actually. There are people that have done the research on this. It's not. Um, Innovative in as much as it's innovative to the recruitment market, perhaps still. But email marketing has been around now for a long time, and people have spent a lot of money understanding what's the best time of day to talk to someone, what's the best subject line to get someone's attention, what's the, you know, do you leave in a single spelling mistake because people realize that it's human rather than a machine, all that kind of stuff. The research is out there. It's it's just a matter of following that if you want to take that as your primary yeah, approach. You don't, have, you don't have any tips. No tips from you. What about texting? Is texting a big deal now, uh, even for first point of first contact? It depends on the region. Um, if you're looking across the entirety of the Asia-Pacific region, absolutely, texting is fine. And, and it's probably not even texting as you, you know, direct SMS. But using an approach like WeChat, 
or uh, line even you know people are enjoying that ability because again it gives them the freedom to time shift and and answer it well the, yeah absolutely there is a, there is an element of ignoring but um, mm-hmm. it gives you the, the then the ability to time shift you have to remember that Although a recruiter gets paid for making the placement, the person that you're speaking to, if they're a passive candidate, is already getting paid to, to not take your message in some way. You know, they're doing a job. If you can cut through and say, look, this is actually an effective, useful next step for you, they'll listen to you, whatever medium it is. Uh-huh. Okay. So, it's uh, the message it, of the medium. Is it okay to email people at work? I saw there was a a big discussion about it on my Facebook group uh, just yesterday and today. Personally, I don't see why not. Um, Uh I don't think any organization has the legality to stop you receiving information about other jobs. You know, that's, it's your career, not them where I, I, I don't see why not. Okay. Do job boards suck? No, not at all. Job boards are, if you look at our industry, you know, it's it's a very slow-moving beast and it kind of strings itself out a lot. So you do have at the cutting edge things like HireTool, the, the machine learning aspect. You do have new and interesting ways of doing search aggregation, um, you know, through Indeed or whatever. There's, there's elements of it that are more leading edge than others, but the monsters, the Sikhs, the job streets, jobs to be of the world, they're going to be here for certainly a, a number of years. They're, they're not going to go away because when someone gets fed up of their job, when someone has something happen and, and the, you know, the job goes away, whatever it might be, they suddenly become an active candidate. They, nine times out of ten, they don't know a recruiter. They're going to go straight to a job board. Right. Okay. Well, right, I want to. I want to just say these. These quickies are good. What about um, corporate recruiters? We've had a lot of people here uh, say that they're very dumb, and uh, they don't really keep up with the trends. Uh, they don't know anything. They would actually benefit from having you send out these little tips, telling them what that you know they should be doing. So, uh, is that true from your experience? Because I know you guys actually place recruiters inside corporations i don't they're, they're yeah. not hired directly from the corporation so do you train them a lot are corporate recruiters who aren't within an rpo or are they really clueless and just kept busy working on 50 searches at a time uh and essentially turned into resume shufflers they're certainly not clueless by any means uh, not in any way um yes when we hire people and we put them in in place on a um on a, a client solution of course, we train them. We give them every benefit that, you know, everything we've learned becomes part of their knowledge set. But if you look at someone before we get there, they're not, they're not dumb. Of course not. They're, what they are is they're nine times out of ten, they're um, restricted by the organization. So the edifice of the organization, the HR organization within that firm, has been built up over time to do processes in this way. This is how we do it. And it's hard to change it. Once you're, if you're a, a lone recruiter out there you know, making money, you can follow your own process. You can make it up. You can switch it up when it's not working. If you're a part of an in-house team, there's 15 of you, you all need to be measured and managed by that organization. There's a process in place. And that process has been built up over time. You're forced to follow that. It makes it hard to switch that out and do something agile. Okay. Okay, but what I meant was that you are actually, even though your guys are going in-house, you're actually a recruiting firm. So you can probably teach them something. These people who are hired directly by the corporation, uh, my impression is that there's no training for them at all, and they just keep them involved in busy work, essentially. Am I right about that or wrong? No, 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 wrong. Certainly with us, absolutely wrong. We, we provide intensive yeah, I didn't training mean you. to everyone who joins. So you can train well, your I, people because you're business recruiting. Okay, yeah, so I meant generally, non-RPO. Generally not. I don't believe that. I think that in my experience, put it that way, right? in my experience talking to corporate in-house recruiters, they are all eager to learn. They tend to go, they tend to be the ones that go to conferences. They tend to be the ones that are on um, forums asking questions, they have a, a willingness and an eagerness to learn. So 
how they put that in place may be struggle, may be difficult for them, but I don't think that it's a case that they okay. don't get okay, I got the, message. the information. I got they another need. one for you. I, I'm trying to pack Yo. everything in that we didn't talk about in the first bit. Okay, I've read a lot of articles that say company purpose moves people to join. Like, you know, there's some kind of ideal or goal that the company is after, and that's what people will move for. In my experience, you know, they don't care what the company mission statement is or, you know, their values and stuff like that. That's irrelevant. But I keep hearing over and over again, the purpose of the company, you know, they want to help humanity, blah, blah, blah. This is what drives people more than a paycheck. It's the critical driver of talent. Do you agree or disagree or are you here and there on it? A bit here and there, actually. So I'm not a massive fan of demographics, but it does look like um, the Generation Y, Millennials, however you want to play, they want more of a social conscience in the organization. Um, That said, it depends on the circumstances. If someone's going to take time and actually plan out their next move, I believe absolutely they're going to seek out a company that they want to be a part of the future for. They want to help grow that, and if that's helping humanity, then you know, if, if that's their bag, absolutely, they're going to go for that. If it's someone who is forced into looking for work for whatever reason, um, then it becomes further down. It, it certainly comes further down the list. It's you, you got your instant hygiene factors. Is it a decent pay? Uh, do I get you know your standard um, benefit packages? Whatever it might be, those things become more important because of the society we live in. You know, you, you have to make sure that that stuff's met before you can start looking at, it's Maslow's pyramid of needs, you know, yeah. before uh-huh. you can start looking at the top of the pyramid, you need to make sure that the, the base is in place. Okay. But you know, when they talk to these millennials and they say, yeah, I want to work at a place that cares about the world. Are they just saying that? I mean, is there any proof that people are actually moving for that? Do your people see it as, is that part of strategies that you guys put in place at companies, hey, you got to look like you care about people. Is that what you tell them? <laughs> See, I think that's wrong. You, you, that's, that's part of the uncovering the EVP and being honest. You can't put stuff in place that looks like you're doing it because people see right through that. You know, and, and you're going to end up with an awful experience. If someone joins the organization and you've sold them a lie, then they're going to they're walk out however long later, not long later, um, and tell everyone what a bunch of jerks these people were. Yeah, but they, what I'm they told me is, this, that, and the other. Yeah, I understand that, but that was not my point. And it's the last question. I just want to know if people are really moving for for that kind of reason. That would lead some, you know, uh, shady organization or stupid organization to try to appeal to them that way. Whether that was effective or not is another story. But is that a popular? draw for people uh the thing they'll actually move for is the company purpose yes or no i say no yes yes, absolutely but again i've seen a lot of people come through graduate programs i work closely with university of wales university of sydney rmit over the years um We've seen some of the brightest minds come in into corporate life, and they've walked away when they realize that actually they're just working for the, that organization. There is no greater purpose. Some of the smartest, most creative people I've seen have gone out, started their own organizations that do have a social bent, or they've joined up startups that are more in that space. So, yeah, I've seen it, absolutely. Okay. Now, I'm going to end the show now, but I want to apologize to you, Simon Townsend, because Maureen told me some people on her world tour were very nice to her and especially nice to her. And those are the people she wanted to bring on the show. So I appreciate you being nice to Maureen. And I'm sorry I had a tangle with you at the beginning of the show. And not just you. I had Jerry trying to wreck the show as well, okay? And he did a good job for the first part. But finally, I got rid of him. It was a, very, it was a good show. Yeah, it was a good and show. I want to thank... I've enjoyed myself. Thank you. I'm glad you did. I want to thank Hire Tool, my new sponsor, especially Nin Tran at that company. He's happy to talk to you. He wants to give you a demo. Martin Snyder at PC Recruiter. Great. Thank you. Jerry... Thank you for coming tonight. I didn't even think you'd show up, but uh, yeah, whatever. Jerry did a good job great. tonight. 
It was great that you were here. Thank you, everybody. Underestimate. Well, Marco, let me tell you. That is shocking. I'm just jumping in to say that is shocking. Okay, I'm back to listening. Isn't that funny? When I start to talk, finally get a chance to start talking, the mouthpiece comes in. Go ahead, Jerry. Take over. Well, you know, it's like you're a puppet, and um, and Jerry's it's Jerry's voice. You're the he's the ventriloquist. (laughs) I was just interjecting. I'm not taking over. I was just interjecting. (laughs) 